If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. I want to start this week's episode by saying thank you for making my podcast part of your routine. There are thousands of podcasts out there that you could listen to. So the fact that you choose the one that has me as your coach and mentor is an honor for me. So as an invitation today, I wanted to uh, extend the possibility for you to jump on a call with somebody on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Because if you like my philosophies and you're ready to join a group of people who are growing and taking action toward financial freedom and fulfillment, then it means that you don't have to do it alone. And it's such a drag doing it alone. It's so much harder doing it alone. It's like swimming upstream. So will you take the next step? Can I entice you to say yes and figure it out later by jumping on a call and finding out what's missing and what is a better strategy and tactic? So go ahead rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and let's help you fast track towards success. All right, welcome to another episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. And in this episode, it's very rare that I get to say this, but so many people tell me that, Rock, you've got great energy, you're passionate, you're full of life, but this guest actually brings more heat, more energy, more passion, more controversy, more life than probably any guest I've ever had. So Forbes Riley, who has been the infomercial queen for decades, who has met so many actors and actresses on her uh, journey as an actress, as a performer, she's also a magician and a pilot and so many more things that most people don't know about her. But more than anything else, she is not an authentic individual that brings in a whole bunch of passion around transformation. It's a fiery interview, if you will. It's full of, I maybe asked five questions because she just, boom, runs off with a litany of gems and stories and inferences, et cetera. So I suggest that you really, you know, take the time to listen to this one and maybe listen to it once or twice. Just a gift for you at the end of the interview. And it's really one of my favorite podcasts from the sense of life, full life. Why not live fully? And she really expresses that in a fantastic way. So let's get to my interview with Forbes Riley, AKA 007. So welcome to Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Forbes Riley is my special guest. And I'll tell you what, if there's anybody that has rocked money and certainly brought a lot of value in the marketplace, it is Forbes. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Nice to see you. Last time I saw you, I was sitting across the dinner table with you. I like this, though. This is good. Yeah, I know. And you have just come back um, from eight weeks out of town. You've got, I'm sure, some new distinctions. But I want to take people back to, um, you know, I visited your studio and you took me on a tour of all the people that you've met. And I, I think that a lot of people probably don't know the storied life you've had when it comes to meeting a lot of really cool people. And <clears throat> I did a little talk this morning on you know, are you, are you bold or are you timid? When we went to dinner, um, you spoke to basically everybody in the vicinity because you have that bold character, right? You meet people and that's paid off in dividends for you in your life. 
So let's talk about a little bit where that came from and take us on a bit of a journey from, you know, where you are today and some of the eclectic people you've spent time with. Okay, that's a very interestingly complicated question. Well, and the most important person I know right now is you, Mr. Rock Thomas. Um, and then of course, next week, I guess we get to rock a stage with uh, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Jack Canfield. I've rocked the stage with Tony Robbins, Gary Vee. They haven't done Oprah. She's the only one I have not met yet. It's on my list. I'm gunning for you, my girl. You know, I grew up as an ugly little awkward girl on Long Island. I had a broken nose. I got hit with a baseball bat when I was a kid. So for uh, about eight years, I had an odd shaped nose and I had a very weird palate. And so I had braces for eight years and a tongue truction for two years. So I didn't actually talk at all. I wasn't timid. I was always like this, but I was stuck in a shell that would not allow me to express myself. And I think that's one of the impetuses. You know, I believe that life happens for you, not to you. And so I take everything good, bad, and indifferent, and I elevate that to be, how does it work for me? Uh, I did not have, and the other thing that was interesting about me is that I didn't grow up with any friends. Because I was so awkwardly looking and I was very smart in school, I was the kid that nobody noticed in the very, very back. But in my head, I wanted to be the cute, pretty one, the popular one. I can even remember the name of the two cutest girls in my grade. They were in first grade, Bonnie Garrett and Susan Warshak. It was frustrating as all get out. Uh, they were really tiny and I was overweight and I was frizzy hair. And it was just like, oh, oh my wait, God. What? Oh, no, no. My that's my whole story is about fitness and weight because my mom was 260 pounds my whole life. And uh, yeah, you've never seen photos of me. I have to share something with you because uh, it was a very painful childhood. And then my dad, when I was 14 years old, got his hand caught in a printing press and he ripped off the whole front of his hand, spent three years, let's get this right, my high school, in a hospital bed. Um, he had 15 different operations. And this crazy journey of this ugly, awkward caterpillar turning into a butterfly is exactly my story. Because when it came time to graduate, my mom said, you know, we've depleted all of our savings. You have no scholarships. We can't get you to college. And that's all that I wanted to do as a smart kid. It's like, this really sucks. And she turned to me and said, well, you know, there's this pageant. And I'm like, mom, she's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, really? Let's all confirm how ugly I am. And it was the Miss Teenage America pageant on NBC with Bob Hope. Now, this is the beginning of my philosophy, Rock. The dream it, believe it, and achieve it. So dreaming it is you think about something a lot. So the believe part is you talk about it with people. And then the achieve is you actually structurally go get it. Well, when you start talking your dreams out loud, and this goes for everybody listening, however weird they are, that's the only way for other people to know what you're up to. And you'd be surprised how the other people and the universe conspire to make your dreams come true. And if you've never experienced this, that's really sad because odds are you don't believe in it, right? Well, here's my thought. I don't believe in gravity. doesn't much matter. It works whether I believe in it or not. Manifesting works whether you choose to believe in it or not. I would come hang out with me because I've led a magnificently crazy life. I mean, you're talking about all the people that I've met. I mean, at 16, I'm on TV with Bob Hope on NBC, and I'm standing right over his shoulder the entire broadcast. Uh, and I've gone on to meet everybody from Kim Kardashian to Bill Clinton to you name them, I know them. And I've worked with them on infomercials, like George Foreman and Billy Mays and Anthony Sullivan and, and Tony Little. I can go down the list, right? So, but there I am, this very first time, and my dad's doctor overheard this conversation. And he said to my mom, we can fix her nose. Like it was oddly broken and couldn't breathe right. And so he fixed my nose and the braces came off. And all of a sudden I went from a very physically awkward looking girl to somebody who was kind of cute. And I, I don't think I knew how cute it was, but I do know I didn't have braces. I'm like this, Farrah Fawcett had just come out like, see guys, I have a smile, I can smile. And it's when you can smile for eight years, it's like, wow. 
And so now I look a little cute. We had no money. I borrowed a, a hand-me-down bridesmaid's dress. And I walked into this first meeting. There were 500 girls in this big auditorium. And I'm holding my dad's good hand. And I actually said, one of these girls is going to be on TV with Bob Hope. It's going to be me. Now, that's only a good story because three weeks later, after lots of auditions and tap dancing and doing all the crazy things, it turned out to be me. And I have a picture of me standing in the mall winning this as they announced my name. But I also have the moment before. And if you've ever watched a race, like a, a bunch of people running, like Olympic race, they always scan their faces. I'm going to tell you something. Do this next time you see this. You can almost tell by the person's expression who's already won the race. And then you watch them run it. So I always believe my dad was a magician and I grew up doing magic tricks that you have to begin with the end in mind. I wanted something very clearly and I had a really good why and then I won. So all I can tell you is that was the first time it actually worked. And then I've done that over and over and over again. And I've got the most, I, mean, I don't even know what the word timid means. That's a ridiculous word. I am, and people go, Forbes, you're a little out of the box. You know what I say, Rock? I don't even know where the box is. Yeah, I would agree with that. By the way, you, you, you've shared so many things, but I want to cut right to the core of this because there's so many people that want to live this epic life, but they don't, you know, that second part that you talk about, believe in themselves. So they're going to do something and they have doubts. You have boldly done things. How did, what is the difference for you between, are we born with this innate passion, desire, drive or did you respond to your environment and go, I don't want to be the ugly duckling. I want to stand out. I want to hear that inner narrative because so many people go, I can't be Forbes Riley. I can't be Michael Jordan. Well, guess what? No, you can't. You can't be Forbes Riley. You can't be Michael Jordan. You can't be anybody other than you. That's a stupid narrative. Okay. Let's get real about this. People, you guys, this stuff, here's what it, here's what happens. We're all born the same way. Let's not pretend that oh, he's born an entrepreneur, but we all go to school. And that's where you get messed up. In school, remember this? Can you go to the bathroom? Can I ask a question? Can I? You have to ask permission. Do you know that you're asking permission and denied permission thousands of times before you're a teenager? Thousands. And you're pretty much told you can't do things. You can't go out if you want. I mean, and by the way, some of them are good for you. You can't pull a bookcase down on your head when you're two years old. You can't put your hand in fire, but you're told all these permissions. And that is the way a society keeps people in line. Well, because I was so odd, I missed the memo about permissions. I just didn't. I mean, I went to my first grade teacher's wedding. I was doing, I was six years old, invited to a wedding. I was doing linguistics with my, my, uh, high, my elementary school professor, Dr. Mr. Kilroy, when I was seven years old. And I built a computer with my dad when I was eight years old with a full-on schematic and had to stand there and lie to everybody about how I did all of this. I had this, these transformers turned it on and there was a magnet in my ring and that's how we got the magnetic relays and the silicon strip. You're like, you're eight? So I didn't get the memo and that really helped. So I just dreamed. I mean, I watch TV. Now we all have the same energy to do this, but some people have a couple of skills. Like if you can hit a baseball really good, you know, you're getting $10 million. You go to the major leagues. If you can play piano, you're doing concerts. My ability, I wanted to be an actress and I wanted it. I just really, really, really wanted it. I wanted to stand on stage at the Academy Awards and, and hang out with cute people like John Travolta and Sean Connery. And that's what I wanted. And I also wanted very clearly to be James Bond. Now, what if it were true, Rock, that the only thing that's real is that if you want it, you will get it. But you got to stop doubting it because you can't, you don't take a boat out in the ocean and go, I hope I get where I'm going. The pilot doesn't get into a plane a, with 300 people behind him, a massive thing that looks ridiculous that should never get off the ground. It's the size of a building and go, God, I hope we get to New York. 
They don't do that. They have a plan. They practice. They have a skill. They get in the cockpit. They do what they're supposed to do, and they get there. And that's what people don't seem to understand. So it's not mythical. It's methodical. And I have to now write that down because that was really good. Yeah, I'm going to get that one too. Yeah, really. But I'm making this up as I go along. I, that's, that's I know. Funny. You're in flow. You're in flow. Well, but that's how I am right now, Ron. I'll tell you what. I unleashed something. And now I'm speaking at the highest levels because I've always had this inside of me. Uh, and do you play small? Yeah, shame on you. You know what? I didn't believe that I was enough. I didn't believe I was pretty. I was right. But you are the determiner. You're the pilot in your, your you're the pilot in your plane. Okay. Yeah. You get on. And number one, if you don't have training, go get training. You're not right. flying. I, I'm a pilot. I've been flying planes. Since I was 15 years old. Okay. Very easy to take. Yeah. Very easy to take off and land a little plane, but I'm not right. going to do it. Lots of people behind me. Right. You got to study and train and entrepreneurs are like, I just want to be in business. I'm a coach. Really? You took one life coaching class and you're a coach. No, you're not. You're a baby coach. And if you're under the age of 40, call me when you get a life before you decide to be a life coach. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that's all about, but any real profession, any real craft you study. And the reason that I'm good on stage and I can walk 10, 20, 30,000 people in an auditorium, you know why? I'm an actress. I've studied improv and body and motion and movement and crawled on the floor like an animal and barked like a dog and did all the things you do as an actress. So I understand my voice. And if I want to change my accent, I can do that anytime I want because it's my bag of tricks, right? right. And so that's part of what I do. So you get people going, I want to be a speaker. Well, okay. What have you done? I took a speaking class. Well, okay. That's not really it. Right. And they used to talk about 10,000 hours make you an expert. Well, I'm an expert times 100. My entire, I'm 61 years old. So you're never going to be me. And let's go back. You know, I did get almost everything I wanted. Actually, scratch that. I got everything I wanted. And how do I know that? Because I'm at an age where I got it. I have two beautiful kids. I gave birth to twins. They were healthy. They, you know, they came out at seven pounds each. I pushed them out. That was one of the things I wanted. I've got a pilot's license. I've starred in movies and television. And I get to hang out with the cutest man on the planet and get married to him next. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, I can want more. And you always want more. I play a game called, what do you want? And I push people. You know, I've gotten to a point now, Rock, where you not only can't be me, you don't really do not want to be me because if you want the highs in life, you got to get the lows in life. And so I've been at the lowest, almost at the lowest of low. I don't want to go any lower. I'm pretty good. But I, the death of both my parents at 70 from cancer, the murder of a little boy that I raised for 12 years. So I don't think that any of you have that in your wheelhouse, right? My wedding photo, because he was best man at my wedding, was on the cover of the LA Times. That's got to really suck. I went to a murder trial of a boy that I raised and there's a guy in jail for 52 years to life that I'm going to make sure he stays there. That's a crappy call to get everyone in a while. His family wants him out. And yeah, you know, he can get out when Dexter comes back. That's an interesting thing. Three years ago, Joshua and I with the Mandalay Bay, I was all excited. I'm hanging out with Grant Cardone and Kevin Harrington. Minutes after that, they all go downstairs to play poker. I go outside to take a picture with Joshua and on my iPhone where I witness to the worst massacre shooting in the history of this country. I physically watched it as the guy below me killed the people at the concert below me, was in lockdown for 11 hours. I almost died from that PTSD. So if you're gonna go that low, <laughs> let me tell you something. I am grateful that I've experienced what I have because I'm a good communicator. I mean, I was all over the news for the next two weeks from CBS News to Pierce Morgan and Good Morning America, Good Morning Britain, Good Morning Japan. And you kind of come to realize at some point as Les Brown said, the two greatest days in your life, the day you're born and the day you figure out why you're born. Now, here's the thing. In your 20s, knock it off already. Will you, do you know what I did in my, you want to be Forbes Riley? You know what I did? I went to work at Club Med all around the world. I scuba dived and water skied because I go back to, I want to be James Bond. And that was my entire business plan. I was going to 
jump out of planes and scuba dive and snow ski. And I had no money and no idea how. The difference between me and most of you is that I never say this phrase. And if you say this phrase around me, I make you give my charity $10. Stop saying, I don't know. I don't really care what you know and you don't know. And the universe doesn't care. I'm going to get to New York and I'm in LA. How do you get there? Don't say it. Just go, okay, I could go by land. I could go by sea. I could swim around the North Pole. But if you don't say, I don't know, you're left with what options and what can I create? And so if you're a creator, you start with a blank piece of paper and go, what do we do now? The second thing that makes me very unique, and I know this, is that I'm a magician. My dad and I, we do magic tricks. I can make things disappear and appear, and I can make anybody anywhere go, oh my God, that's amazing. Well, it's not amazing. It's a trick. Why did you say it was amazing? So I'm a study of human psychology and, and how humans behave and what makes them want to do things, what makes them want to take out a credit card, what makes them want to engage. Then I studied NLP and I studied hypnotic, remember? So are you born or you're made? It doesn't really matter. Do the work if you want the result. If I want to be a professional athlete like Joshua, who's going for Mr. Olympia, two hours a day in the gym and everyone says, I want to look like you. And I'm like, no, you don't want to look like him. He works so freaking hard that you would collapse. He's eating, he's a vegetarian eating Brussels sprouts and rice and two hours every day in the gym. You do not want to be him and you will not look like him because of that. So you have to get aligned with what is it you do want? I became best friends with Les Brown. You know why? Because I wanted it. I wanted to be the most amazing female speaker on the planet. If you're going to do that, you got to hang out with the world's greatest male speakers because there was no female amazing speakers to even use as a role model. So that's just a little bit of an interesting path. Yes? Yes. And a great, great answer to a question. So that being said, let's, let's ask the question behind the question, which is how does each person become the best version of themselves when most people believe their doubts? Well, so what is the when part? Stop believing. Okay. Number one, stop believing you're not great. We are told when we're younger, she's so conceited. She thinks she's special. Well, but you are. So number one, and I have a little permission card. You should guys go get it. It's a steel card that says, I hereby grant you permission to believe anything you want. In fact, here, want to believe? Okay. Now I'll rock watch. I now, everybody who watches me is going to be, believe in their heart that they are special. They were born for greatness. Poof, there's your power. I'm the Wizard of Oz. Oh, wait. Wait, there is no Wizard of Oz. Because when Dorothy and the Scarecrow and the, and the, the Lion and, and the, the Tin Man went to get a heart and a brain and to go home, oh, great wizard, help me. What was the wizard? He was a little con artist. He was a little carnival barker behind a curtain. There's no wizard unless you believe there is. So he then said you had it inside you all the time. So I'm going to start with that. You've got whatever it is that you need. Now, how do I know this? Because some people, the weirder and more awkward it is, I have a gentleman who had his arms and legs amputated. He's a major motivational speaker. I've got Candy. She's three foot four inches tall. She's living her path. And I've got a woman. You don't want to be her either. Who's got a tumor on one half of her face. Who's now modeling. Hmm. So if we're all special in our own unique way, number one, you got to look in the mirror and go, this is it. This is as good as it gets. This is my nose, my eyes. You can change a couple of things. You can change this if you want, maybe fix your teeth. But short of that, you're not changing your height. You can change your weight. Um, and so there's a little bit of self-acceptance. Look in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm enough. I'm not pretty enough or thin enough or rich enough or famous enough, but I'm never going to be. So I guess today must be as good as it's going to get. And that little self-acceptance is available to everybody and it's free. So stop doing like I did and look at the cover of the magazine going, God, they're like five foot, 10 inches tall. They have perfect skin. No, Photoshop stretched them out and made their skin perfect. I am as perfect as I'm ever going to get. What I can change is my belief system. And the thing about a belief, 
Isn't that little in the middle? L-I-E-B-E. L-I, it's a lie. Tell yourself a different lie. I've had people actually make them make, because I deal with a lot of people who've been raped, molested, hurt. I do a breakthrough training that is second to none. I give a complete 100% money back guarantee. I guarantee I will be way more effective than any therapy you have ever been to. It's a pretty bold statement, but I've had thousands of people go through my, my course and that's what everybody seems to say. So now I'm going to start saying it. And that's available to you because one, if you if you're, if you start out as great, whatever is, you know, know whoever you are, it starts out with your belief. The second you give that belief over to somebody else, you lose. So if you want to truly like me going, you're great, you're great. Now, the next thing is you got to look in your closet. You can't lie about who you really are and how you feel about yourself. You can't be Forbes Riley right now and go, I feel amazingly fantastic. I haven't always felt this way, but you can look in my closet and I cleaned out all the skeletons. See, I was not this person yesterday. Maybe I was, but like I said, I'm 61 years old. First 30, 40 years of my life, I was like most people, not thinking I was enough or who am I or blah, 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 all that other bullshit. But then I, but I did something one day. See, I'm, I like to be very neat, but I'm not. So my parents would come over to my apartment. I would put all the stuff in the closet and I close the door and the house looked great. And then come over again and I have to do the same thing. And then I would forget it was there. And I just stuff the closet full of stuff. This is your emotional bullshit meter. You keep stuffing it back to going, oh, no one's going to see that, you know, that I, that I was raped and I, I have no self-esteem or I don't want to do this or, or I failed school. Whatever it is you keep putting back there, it shows up on your face and you don't realize it, right? And I know this because in breakthrough training, you literally go, people's faces change. They look younger, thinner, fitter, happier. It's the craziest thing. So this theory is no longer theory. I've proved this over and over again. So my advice to you, whether it's with me or anyone else, is turn around and go, I'm going to clean out that closet. That emotional closet, you know that time that that husband, that narcissistic man told me, that I'm going to clean all that out. And if you have to, I have techniques. I literally have a technique where you can completely change your mother, your father, because your brain, and Mark, this is important to know, memories aren't real. You and I both remember having dinner together. But we had a very different experience of that same moment, right? I mean, I can remember getting up and doing a little spin zoom with one of the guys nearby, and you can remember however you interpreted all that. But neither one of them are right. It's just your interpretation of it. And then when you're in a heated moment, like when you were younger and somebody put you down, and you or you know, you look fat in that, and for the rest of your life, the guy look fat in whatever it is I'm wearing. Um, you you keep that. And so one of the things that I do is you fire up these neurons in your head, and you can clean them out, and you feel better. And it's a very specific technique. Okay, so if you do that, and at least start from a clean slate, then you have work to do. Then you get to ask yourself, what do you want? So, and Rock and I play this game all the time. Play with me for a second. What do you want? I want to be able to travel again because COVID's locked things down. Well, but that's not true. I just spent eight weeks in Costa Rica going to Dubai. So that's a limiting belief. It hasn't locked it down unless you believe it has. Trust me on this one. I've been traveling since day one. I know that's weird, but because everyone else believed it, you're like, how's that possible? I know it doesn't matter. I, I am. Okay. It's my second trip to Costa Rica. I'm, okay. And my kids went to El Salvador to go surfing, my 18 year old. So it's not locked down. Hmm. Interesting. What do you want? Well, there is lockdown in Canada, but that's another conversation. Um, I know. Okay. Uh, what do I want? Uh, I want to impact, uh, let's say more people that are suffering from low self-esteem. That's the biggest problem, what you just said. Everybody listen to this really carefully. If you vaguely tell the universe what you want, it's like telling Grubhub that you're hungry. Hey, man, what do you want? Uh, I just want some food. I'm hungry. Yeah, what do you want? Um, well, I don't want a hamburger. That's nice. What do you want? 
I don't want Chinese. I want that's what you're telling the universe. You actually said the word more. I don't know what more means. Hey, Rock, you want more money? Do you? So be specific. I get it. Here, here's, a, here's a dollar. Now you have more money, but that's not what you okay, wanted. Tony Robbins, I get it. You know what? And I guess that it's nice that Tony's gotten to that stage, but the truth is specificity wins. Why would you want to play small ever? What do you because want? Because people are afraid of failure. No, but bu- bullshit. You know what? I'm going to, you're, no. What, what is being afraid? Really? I'm afraid I'm smacking my, myself in the face. I'm afraid of snakes. Afraid of failure? Dude, the best lessons I've ever gotten were when I failed. I jump off cliffs. I did that yesterday. I actually jumped off a cliff. Um, I hopefully had the right harnesses and everything and a little exciting, but I was not afraid because the guys seem to know what they're doing. And then I zip line head first right over Costa Rica. What are you, you afraid of? Were you of? not afraid or did you overcome your fear? Not afraid at all. Afraid of what? Afraid of what? So you had I'm zero fear. You had zero fear. Zero, I had zero fear. There was I, fear was not even like an. It so why was, did you Why did you do it then? Okay, oh, you ever, have you ever flown headfirst at 100 miles an hour? You feel like Superman. I mean, literally. I'm. I, I at no point do I go. Oh my god! I'm like 500 feet over the ground. If it breaks, I'm gonna die. I'm like, this is this is what a bird feels like. It's what an eagle feels like. And I'm videotaping. And I'm going. There was absolutely. Now that you ask me, zero freaking fear at all. I kissed a cheetah in the wild, okay? I literally have a picture. Now, this is one of those where you're like, Forbes, this was weird. Um, I was traveling in Africa. A friend of mine has a giant game reserve. And she said, yeah, go out with my guard, the guy with a gun and uh, go, I've got some cheetahs out there. And, blah, blah, blah. and we get to the very top of this hill and we walk into this cage and there's two cheetahs there. And the guy doesn't speak English, he only speaks Swahili. Now, this is a weird moment. They looked amazing. I don't know the last time they ate. And I took my, had my camera on my neck and my ex-husband had his little camera with us. And I went over two cheetahs. Like, if you want to be attacked, this was, and I went over and I petted the cheetah and I had a moment with the cheetah. And then you see a picture of the other one behind me. And there was a moment where the cat swiped my camera, like just kind of played. And I was like, oh, oh, I should, you know, you're a big kid. I'm going to leave now because I don't know quite why I just did that. So no, I don't have fear of that. I get excited by things. But what is there, what is, so actually Rock, play with me for a second because your audience is you at the moment. What is fear? Well, for me, fear is an illusion because it all happens in the future. So okay, so what, what, but you keep talking about, about what you don't want to have happen. Well, why, I don't have enough time in my brain to, to do that. I'm too busy thinking of other thoughts. Yeah, well, you've trained yourself that way. Most people haven't. What's but why worry? not? What's worry? But I have no idea. What are you worried about? No, live, live in the present, live now. Right. right. And, but it seems like you've talked to a lot of very negative people. They should come to my training. There's a lot of negative people out there, Forbes, as you know, about 85% of the population live 85% of the time in a negative conversation. Well, I don't know that, you know what, an 85% and 100% of the time I avoid the 85%. Well, then you- I don't have any patience patience for it. I gotta tell you, you know what? I'm gonna take you down a journey. You wanna talk about craziness and how bold and outrageous. And the truth is I've always been this way. The world just didn't know me. For 18 years, I played a little smaller because I had two children to raise. And I I had visions. And I, I just have visions. I have an idea of what I want to do and I go do it. Attack the plan and plan the attack. One, I've lived my life a lot like James Bond because I said so. I mean, I got a, a URL pass and a back. I did my start in my first movie called Splatter University many years ago in my 20s. I got a backpack and my camera. I said to my mom, I've got a book here called Europe on $20 a day. I want to see every place, tear out the pages and come home when I have the, the cover. Most people go on a week's vacation. 
I was going on an adventure. And I, my mom said, why are you doing that? I said, because I have a vision when I'm 83 years old, mom, that I'm going to be talking to all these kids and grandkids about the most amazing life ever. And right now I have nothing to talk about. By the way, over there, I jumped off a moving train in Figuero, Spain with a guy who was taking my backpack. Um, I slept in caves. I spent six months. I forged my URL pass. I never asked for permission to do any of that. Right. And I, I did it. So my question is, what are you afraid of? Well, for me, not a lot of things because I've done a lot of things in life too. I've skydived, I've done a whole bunch of things. Generally, I move past it. If I'm afraid of anything, I would say I'm afraid more of not living fully, which activates me to live fully, right? But, what, so, but you keep asking these questions as though you're hearing this from a lot from your audience. And I got to tell you, you got to wake up, look around and watch people die. I've had friends die very early ages. And I know at some point as I'm a little older now, I feel there is an end to this. And the only thing that I get a little sad about is that I don't like to leave the party ever. I look at my daughter's eyes once in a while and she's like, mom, I'm like, don't, don't go there. Cause my parents aren't here. And so that's not fear. That's just, I just love them so much. I don't want it to end. Right. Um, and, but so then I've done crazy things. I don't, let's just live outrageous lives. Let's yeah. stop. Let's just stop playing normal. It's why you're doing a show like this called Rock Everything. And that's why I am now speaking on stages globally around, I mean, everywhere I can, because right. I have a different perspective. I know that. And maybe because I've witnessed so much or survived so much or who knows, and I don't really care. All I know is if you're listening to this, it's now your time. If you're lucky enough to be within the sound of my voice, you're in exactly where you're supposed to be at this moment. I then went down the entrepreneurial journey and I said, you know, I found a product that I like. And here's the thing about finding a product that nobody has, really hard to get a disruptive product out to the world. I've hit my head. I've gotten, I've gotten in a lot of trouble with the U.S. Customs. They wanted to throw out my product and the things that I was willing to do. And Rock, maybe you feel like this, but I always have felt my entire life that there was a little reality camera watching me. And so what would be a great episode? Good, bad, and indifferent. And if you go to YouTube and type in my name and Kim Kardashian, I actually gave her her first infomercial, which led to her series. So I'm sorry that I've never videotaped my life. And maybe I wasn't supposed to, because I don't think that Kris Jenner and those guys are any happier than I am. They have more money, but it doesn't look like any happier. I'm in love. I have a cool fitness product. I help millions of people and I get to hang out with people like you. Beautiful. So let me just ask you a couple of things. COVID came along, you pivoted. Uh, and now you're moving in this new direction as a speaker. Tell me a little bit about how you went from, you know, number one sales online to now speaker. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me reorganize that a lot. I spoke on stages well before COVID ever happened. I was on Grant Cardone stage in front of 10,000 people three years ago. There's another bullshit statement. You don't want to buy into this. I don't let people, first of all, I'm all about vocabulary. Any words that you say to yourself or other people, tell me everything about you. If you say the word try, I won't do business with you. Even once in a sentence, you say, I don't know, you're done. So you just said a couple of words, pivoting. Dude, pivoting is a way of life. What the, uh, welcome to the fact that you've never pivoted before COVID-19. I pivoted when I snapped my knee and spent a year and a half in the hospital. I pivoted January 2nd when Joshua got hit by a car and a motorcycle and spent six months in bed. By the time COVID hit, I'd already watched every episode of Tiger Kings and I was an expert on Netflix. Screw that. I know what that's like, okay? So COVID was the best thing to happen to anybody who didn't get sick, okay? If you didn't die, congratulations, you're here. I got COVID back in January. My kids both got COVID. We got over it because we're healthy. I know people die, but people die of the flu and heart disease. And when I had a kidney stone and almost died of sepsis, nobody cared about me either. So if you're not dying, let's start living, okay? So I'd been home shopping and infomercials and doing live events my entire life. In fact, I, the thing about COVID was 
thank you for slowing the world down because I was burning out. I got so popular that I was doing 200 days a year of travel. And when it hit, I was like, I just want to sit. I want to clean out my closet. And then what did happen, best thing about COVID, and again, I'm best thing about COVID right here. I was on Zoom since 2012 and nobody would do a fitness class with me. Nobody wanted to take a meeting. It was like, oh, and now I have, I have about 8,000 students. Many of them are all around the world. So COVID's ramifications, again, aside from the sickness itself, the fact that the world shifted, you finally caught up with me. And now I work from my laptop. I just spent eight weeks in Costa Rica making more money, doing more business from my laptop than most people make in the entire 10 years of their life. And the best thing about COVID, and I know it sounds, I, I don't like saying, I don't like people hearing in the wrong way, but my seniors, my two beautiful twins who were in their junior year, they've gone off, there's, there's drugs and sex and school. And I'm like, I'm losing my kids. And I was so sad. You know what? Their entire senior year was spent under my roof. My birthday, April 25th, they couldn't leave that Saturday night because of lockdown. That was the best thing ever. I celebrated my birthday with them. I loved it. Then, they, then my daughter in, in June of last year said, mom, let's start a business together. I have an 18, uh, she just turned 18. She hadn't graduated college when she'd made $752,000. I got to tell you, that's not pivoting. That's excellence. I love it. So why do you think that there are not very many powerful women speakers? Uh, because they're women. Because women act like women. Let's run like a girl. Uh, and that's a, that's a realism. Let's, let's just run. So, oh, next thing about, okay, COVID. Here's the other thing too. And this is where you and I have a real issue, okay? How many hours did you spend blow drying your hair this week? <laughs> Zero, okay? Right. Okay. How many hours did you spend putting on false eyelashes, putting on your entire, okay, so this is an hour and blow drying my hair is another hour. I would easily spend an hour every single day how many years, how many days in the year? Like 365, let's say I took off some weekends, 300 hours. You only work 40 hours a week. 300 of those are spent doing my hair, my makeup, getting my nails done, getting waxed, all the other things that make you a woman. And then, oh, what do I wear? Do I wear something tight and sexy? Do I wear something to make me look like a man? It is a challenge being female that you will never ever understand and that's okay. That's but it, it's hampered a lot of women, you know? And then women, seem to not like other women. That's, their, that's another issue. I didn't go to a female gynecologist for years. I didn't even understand. When it really dawned on me that I was going to a male gynecologist, I was like, I guess I got used to it. And men are loud and brash. Oh, but a woman's brash? She's a bitch. How many times have I been called? Man, you're really, you're really pushy. No, I'm just, I, I'm a human. I, I know what I want. You, you know, you start comparing these apples and oranges. And then if you meet a six foot seven woman like Tony Robbins, run, just run or a bald, goofy guy like Gary Vee run. So wait a second, so who are the women? What are we supposed to be doing here and who are the role models? And if one more person says Oprah, I'm gonna smack them. So Oprah is a very unique person. Oprah came along at a time, TV worked for her. She overcame massive tragedy and she's one woman, that's great. She also has no kids. And as much as I love you, Oprah, I'm happy to sit down and have this discussion. I don't know how many Cocker Spaniels you have. When you've got babies of your own, I spent the last 18 years of my life playing smaller because at the end of the day, all my fans won't care, but my kids will be there going, mom, you were the best mom ever. And we really love you. And thank you for all the time that you went roller skating and camping and all those things that if you don't have kids, you never know. And you never spend the time doing. So I love being mom and 
a little bit of an absent mom, but I was a role model for my kids to show them that women do work and, and how, in fact, my son was president of the Young Feminist Club. That's a whole other conversation. And so the next thing is when we get on stage as a woman, what is this? Nobody asks a man, Rock, do you only teach men? I think Garrett White is the only one who just teaches men. But everyone says, Forbes, you just do women retreats? No, I talk to people who have a heart, a mind, and want to be successful in business. I don't care what sex you are, but that's what they ask Oprah, women only. Okay. I got to tell you, there is such a difference, and we're not going to compete with each other, but women, we're emotional, we're a little crazy, we're colorful, and we just have to stop being so girly because that, the little gender neutral thing, anyway, I, I could go on for days about that. Yeah, I like the answer though. What do you what do you see as um, your legacy? What you want to impact? What you want to be remembered for? Already am. I already am. What is yesterday, I opened up. Already asked. I opened up my phone, and there's a video of me at 10x on stage in front of 10,000 people. And the young man said, "Thank you for changing my life and giving me permission to be successful." He was one of 10,000, and that was a message that he thought to send me three years later. Uh, I've already impacted hundreds of thousands of people from getting the juicer and getting healthy to reading some of my books, to listen to me talk every single day. Somebody tells me that I inspire them. See rock the difference between what your answer and my answer was when I played the, what do you want game? I realized what I want. I want every day for at least one person to tell me that I inspired them. I get that that's emotional currency in my bank and I feel really good. Now, it's not like I don't want to wake up every morning and kiss Joshua and see my grandbabies and do all the things that I get to do in life. But that's the thing that I've wanted more than anything. And I've worked on that every single day. So to that end, uh, people will remember me as being energetic and fun and pushy and goofy and one of the most powerful, successful women that ever walked planet Earth. Yeah, I love it. So of all the people you've met, um, men and or women, who is the person that you thought was most authentic and powerful? Jack Mullane and his wife, Elaine. Jack Mullane started fitness. If you don't know who he is, he passed away about nine yeah. years ago. Look him up. At age 70, he swam across the Alcatraz River, handcuffed and shackled, pulling 70 boats full of 70 people with his teeth. Yeah, I got it. Do you want to talk about authentic? The man was committed to fitness in every ounce of his being. I spent eight years with Jack. We grossed a billion dollars selling juicers. I look at that infomercial. That was one conversation in Toronto, Canada. It happened, we shot it in half a day. I met him and his wife. They're like five foot four inches tall. And he walks up, he's like, are you married? Are you happy? And I was like, oh, and if man made it, don't need it. And he had these, this energy. And by the way, they survived the death of a daughter. Uh, you know how you do, they have three kids and no grandkids. Well, Elaine survived him. Elaine is now 95 years old. This one wakes up. I've spent time in their home. She wakes up every morning and juices and stretches and exercise and swims and had a smile on her face like you've never seen before. And I've been witness to be in their home. Uh, they changed my life. They changed Arnold Schwarzenegger's life. Arnold, when at Jack's funeral, Arnold said that, you know, he's the reason that he, that's who he is. Jack had this energy, this, this drive to really make a difference by helping people through food and working out. And he did that. But funny you talk about legacy because Jack's gone nine years and anybody under the age of 30 doesn't know who he is. So there's no such thing as legacy. All you live for is today. You can leave behind whatever you want, but nobody really cares. My kids will care. I'm, you know, my kids are only 18 and I'm 60. Hopefully I get to meet my grandkids. If not, my videotapes will live on after me 
And and I'm my my goal right now is just to be joyful, happy, giving, and 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 very pointed in what I'm doing. I love the questions that you answered because if you're listening to this, and you, I'm hoping you say, "Wow, I've never heard a person, not a woman, but a person, speak the way she does." And that's my gift right now for the next ten years to share this message of uplifting, unending, ridiculous joy, hope, outrageousness. And, and I've got stories for days. You know, I haven't told the story yet publicly about me doing 10,000 singing and stripping telegrams in New York City or how I started the X Games or all the other little things. That I'm like, wait, you did what? So stay tuned. There's a lot more where this came from. There's a lot of life in you and there's a lot of life for others to get from being around you. And I really appreciate you coming on uh, Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Uh, where can people be in touch with you, follow you, or I think you may even have a little gift for our listeners. Yeah, you know, it's all about my name right now, which by the way is a great story, which I'm not going to share with you right now. Is Forbes Riley my real name? Hmm. So if you go to ForbesRiley.tv, there's links to everything there. And if you go to free gift from Forbes Riley, you can get you get a very special gift. And by the way, for the moment, I don't know how long this will last, but every Sunday since mid-COVID, around June of last year, every Sunday for two hours, I jump on a Zoom with everybody or anybody who wants to, and I teach live. I teach how to pitch. And I'll leave you with this because this is the secret to my success. Remember, I've done 194 infomercials. And this concept of pitching, because you get paid a lot of money to do this, or, or you get anything you want, or you can get the girl to marry you. You can get anything you want if you understand that pitching is how you get a yes anytime, anywhere. From the moment you ask somebody, what do you do? To why do you do it? I'm always getting yeses. I'm always enrolling people. And that is the secret to success. The three E's, excite, engage, and enroll. And hopefully I've enrolled everybody here to go, wait, she said she has a class on Sundays? How do I find out more? ForbesRiley.tv. Forbes Riley, AKA 007. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. What a treat. God bless. You're awesome. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.